This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here, by golly, uh, of the Ward Scott Files. And we're in the manly Warthog Man Cave in the piney woods of North Central Florida. This so happens, those are God's country. Piney Woods, beautiful country up here in Northwest Florida. And we are, of course, in the Melvin Law Studio, our uh, official, one of our official sponsors. Melvin Law is the only official law firm partner uh, of the University of Florida Fighting Gators. And we're protected 24-7, 365, as we should be, by crime prevention. Randy Elrad and John Pastore always get your protection local. Wonderful people. We try to patronize and do business with people who built their own business. We're not Obamanization of the country where he says, oh, you didn't build that. Our people on the spot cleaner, uh, style cuts, are our construct, built their own businesses, okay, from scratch and believe in the American way of life. And uh, we are, on the other hand, <clears throat> an open forum. Anybody who wants to come on the Ward Scott Files may do so. And we're in a political season. We're in the early part of the political season. And by that, we mean <clears throat> there's a lot of things that you have an opportunity to vote on, to participate in, which can make a difference. And we have found over the years that one of the things is that people don't get an in-depth look at what is going on. They get a little snatch of something on the news, on TV. They get something in the paper. We give our candidates who want to come on here we have one today, an hour, to talk and shoot the bull with you. Now, you may put any question you want in the chat line here. I'll take a look at it, and we'll pass it along, and we'll have a good conversation. You know, uh, we are right now going through, your, your war daddy here has been in this state as a student I came in 1961. I have seen a lot of things happen. So I've got politics in a kind of a rearview mirror, a long rearview mirror. Plus, I've run for office both as a Democrat and a Republican. And I've managed a Republican lady to a seat on the Elijah County Commission. So it's a bunch of stuff that happens when you get old and then you fall apart and can't remember what you did. But today, I want to introduce you to Ramey Eagle Glenn who is running for a district, I've got to tell you, I don't have a clue what it is. It was Chuck Clemens' district. Chuck and I are good friends, as Keith Perry and I are. But I think somehow, some way, things have been resketched. We'll find out about that. We'll find out what that district is like. We'll find out all about Ramey, and we'll go from there, and we'll have a good time. So, Ramey, what's up with you today? Thanks for joining the Ward Scott Files. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. I once, uh, or 
a couple of times was on your show with guest hosts Ed Braddy and Tim Martin. So it's good to be with you today, Ward. And I am a candidate for Florida House of Representatives District 22. And what is District 22? It is a central and southwestern portion of Alachua County, all of Gilchrist County, and all of Levy County. So when I say a portion of Alachua County, Alachua County currently has three state representatives. Uh, Chuck Brannon has a northern portion. Yvonne Hinson has an eastern portion. And then the rest of the carve-out is currently Chuck Clemens, who will have served his eight years in January of 2025. All of Levy and all of Gilchrist. So this is what I call a geographically diverse district. And I have been at this since January of last year. So it's been a long campaign, but I'm grateful for the work that I've accomplished. And I have traveled the district. I have spent time in Levy County and in Gilchrist County, knocking on doors, talking to voters, and as well as in Alachua County too. And there are some common themes, certainly, that tie together these uh, three counties. And then there are some issues that would be more specific to uh, the two rural counties and then uh, we here in Alachua County. So when people talk about the woke agenda, you see that campaign slogan a lot. I'm going to fight the woke agenda, Joe Biden's woke agenda. And it comes across as cliche when uh, the people saying that don't live in woke agenda central and that's Gainesville. (laughs) (laughs) So I've, I've been there as a Alachua County commissioner. I served as the third County uh, Republican County commissioner in Alachua County history. Susan Baird. uh, That's who Ward Scott was talking about. He helped manage her campaign. She was the second. And so woke agenda, let me tell you about it. I'll I'll let Ward sort of steer me on that because I I could go on with some war stories from my experience at Alachua County Commission and what we face and how uh, sending me to Tallahassee to be your representative will help alleviate some of the craziness that we deal with here in Alachua County. Well, you piqued my uh, interest uh, when you, Ramey, when you said stories. (laughs) And I'm all ears, I'm sure our listeners and viewers are, awoke stories from inside, if you will, the belly of the beast. They're on the dais. Uh, Just tease us with a couple of them. Yes, and the belly of the beast. So uh, Ron DeSantis appointed me to the county commission, and he um, dropped me off at the front gate of the lion's den and said, here you go. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So (laughs) I went in, and oh, let let me start with one, uh, because... This this just makes my blood boil talking about it. So as um, Alachua County commissioners, we're responsible for the budget of the supervisor of elections. And um, the supervisor of elections with the left-leaning county commission wanted to create a special voting day, open up one precinct on a Sunday just before the uh November gubernatorial election in 2022. And 
this event was to coincide with the Souls to the Poles event uh, <laughs> in the heart of, of Gainesville. No other precinct was opened up, none in the rural counties. And the justification of this was, oh, well, we just want a test run to see if this is going to be, if opening up an extra day of voting on Sundays will be a good thing to do countywide for the 2024 election. And I'm sitting there with, you know, my jaw dropped. And, of course, uh, the, the funding was granted, and that one voting precinct was open for a specific population hosted by the partisan NAACP. Absolutely. Oh. You right. brought back chills when you said souls to the polls. That argument has been going on, and we've been losing it forever because you're outvoted. Yep. Um, I happen to think that the supervisor elections office should be nonpartisan. Um, but, you know, go figure. Uh, we ran into a mess with Zuckerbucks. I'm sure you know all about that, uh, which underwrote the absentee ballot, which is impossible to trace and validate. So there's all sorts of shenanigans been going on here. But souls to the polls has been around for quite a while. And I don't think just one voice there could turn the tide. As you say, the whole commission is woke. That's a wonderful story. Got any others? I'm all ears. I'm on, I moved up to the edge of my chair a little closer. Yes. So election integrity is very important, and it's one of those issues that resonate across House District 22. People in Levy County care about election integrity, Gilchrist County, and in Alachua County. And I currently serve as the as a um, appointee to the Republican Party of Florida Election Integrity Working Committee. I serve as the Alachua County uh, State Committee woman for the Republicans, and I've been in that role since 2018. So I am there, and we are gearing up for the 2024 election. And I know people say this every year, but um, the, the domino effect of what these Marxists are doing has just ramped things up to where it is the most important election of our lives every dang time. So election integrity is um, one of the uh, forefront issues of my campaign. The next one is reducing regulations. And that can sound like a cliche campaign slogan unless I tell you the backstory. Do you remember the rental ordinance that the Alaska County Commission and the city of Gainesville tried to put on property owners in Alachua County? Just I have rental property. I have been in the property management. I've been all, you know, another one of the hats I've worn. I've been the quoted dreaded developer. Um, that onerous, illegal, I'm going to run out of adjectives. <laughs> um, it wasn't just a document. It was an actual law. Yes. And the property managers were being driven crazy by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, refresh us on how we got rid of that. 
it was preempted by the Florida legislature. So um, that's right. a wonderful thing. And clearly it wasn't just um, people in Alachua County who were dealing with that. Uh, there are pockets of, of this liberalism or even Marxism all over the state of Florida. And it's like they're I'm just... Gonna time out. I'm going to talk hard time out just for a moment. Uh, this is why it's important to elect you. Um, I'm not going to tell, never tell the name of your opponent. But you've got an opponent who was an actual Gainesville City uh, commissioner. You, yeah. don't, you don't think that person wasn't all in on souls to the polls and all in on oh, yeah. rental? You know, this stuff needs to be known because when these people go to vote, as I was saying before we went on the air, generally they don't have a clue. And what you need to really help them understand is sure. the difference between you and the person they might be confused or want not know the difference because they'll do anything. They'll do things for the most superficial reasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this area, it rings a bell that they were going to come in and we've already got a uh, landlord tenant act for God's right. sake. Right. Yeah. And they okay. just chip away at the American dream. So any property owner in Alachua County, if you uh, worked hard your whole life and you buy your second home on the coast and you want to keep your property in Gainesville and rent it out to the university population that needs rentals, you would have to every year have an inspection on that property, pay a fine. I'm not, I'm not going to call it a fee. It's, it's really a fine for being a property owner. And the county and the city had to create a whole new department, hire all new code enforcement officers. And the part that I, I don't think most people know is who was behind this. This was a sweetheart deal. This was brought forward by the Alachua County Labor Coalition, and it was their pet project. And they worked with the commissioners. And when I got there and Mary Alford, who lied about where she lived and resigned. That's why the governor put me in. They were going to have the slate of five to just say, yes, this is so great. We're, we're helping people by sending around code enforcement officers and babysitting renters who are adults who do have the Landlord Tenant Act to fall upon if they're having a problem with their landlord. I was the linchpin that's, that didn't stop it, but me being on the county commission to have my say and a a conservative voice for the first time since 2014 on the county commission, I got to tell them how ridiculous this was and how it it was a tax on the biomass plant debacle. Part of their argument in enacting the rental ordinance was, oh, well, these... Um, properties are not up to par and they're leaking energy and that's why the energy costs are so high. So we need the property owners, if they want to rent out their property, to upgrade their appliances to green standard appliances by 2026. She needs to uh, get some new insulation and all these different things. It is, to correct, it is a tax upon that ridiculous biomass plant. And, and I let them know that, and I am so glad that uh, the state preempted Alachua County and the city of Gainesville. 
And that is something that I want to look into as your next representative. Preemption of some of the far left policies that are onerous, that are burdensome to hardworking people in Alachua County and even in Levy County and Gilchrist County. Well, you put your finger on another button that made me move a little closer, even yet, to the edge of my chair. The Labor Coalition has been, I'm going to use the word, it's my show, I don't like to do it, it's a family show, and it's been bitching about the GRU Authority Board Mm -hmm. and filing through Joe Little, who rips off municipalities one after another by filing these pestering, losing briefs that then the municipality has to get paid, has to pay for. Right. Right. A lot of people don't understand that. Uh, want to, has been, has been wanting to shut down the GRU authority. Are you kidding me? Right. And they've been losing every one. And they've been spearheaded by the communist Alachua County, former commissioner, Robert Carl Marx Hutch Hutchinson. Yep. And, um, what Levy County and Gilchrist County should be petrified of is that any spillover of that mentality would come and stain their territory. And here's yeah. the reason it's important that not. People are taking, and you'll find this out if you haven't already, and correct me if I'm wrong, are taking refuge in those counties right. from Alachua County. Yes. They're working in Alachua County. But they are living, are they not, to, to a great extent, in Levy and Gilchrist County. Am I right? Absolutely. I've been talking to voters. I've been knocking on doors. And many people live in Levy and Gilchrist, but they work in Alachua. Um, the demographics have certainly changed in Levy and Gilchrist County. So there are the farming families. There are the fifth, sixth, and seventh generation Floridians there are also people who come from New Jersey, uh, even Fort Myers, where I was born and raised. I, I get a call every now and then. Hey, do you know where Williston is? Oh, well, yes, I do. And in talking to people in Williston, you know, it's a great quality of life. And the property taxes are going to be half of what you pay in Alachua County. And you got good sheriffs there. Uh, a lot of stability. That's right. Uh, they're they're smaller, close knit communities, and people like uh, they're quiet, and uh, they they like the fact that it, they are rural areas, and many people want to keep it that way. Uh, that's another issue of my campaign. So we have uh, farmers and ranchers who are producing our food, and we need to balance preserving those agricultural lands so that we do have food security with um, housing. We are going to see more and more coastal migration. People say, what are you talking about, coastal migration? Well, Fort Myers, my hometown, my family's homes were flooded in Hurricane Ian. And then the next summer, this past summer, we saw it happen on Cedar Key and all the way up to Dixie County. And the construction costs, the building codes, the insurance costs are going to make it unaffordable for many people to be able to stay in those coastal areas, and where are they going to come? They're going to come further into Levy County, further east into Levy County, up into Gilchrist County, and even here in Alachua County. 
So we, we, I do not have all the answers, but I do have two ears and I continue to listen to voters and what their concerns are. And we're going to have to come up with some solutions because we are seeing um, more destructive hurricanes and floods than we have. And well, I think uh, the worst that I've seen in my lifetime. Well, with Ramey Eagle Glenn, who is running for a district, District 22. Uh, Ramey, let's geographically outline that district again. Yes. And let's start embedding in the imagination of our voter certain dates that are required. Sure. Your most important date is going to be the primary date. And uh, then when you survive that, we'll move into November. Right. But this vote will be upon us a lot more quickly than people suspect. So let's talk about the district and the process and what some of the stages are of your campaign. Well, we've got eight more months to the primary vote day, which is August 20th. But as we know, voting starts happening far before uh, election day, three or four weeks. I I think even sooner with, uh, or or even later with mail-in ballots. And then we have um, the early polling locations. I do like to vote in person. I, I go to the Tower Tower Road Branch Library, and I like to cast my vote in person early. Uh, we are, as uh, the Republican State Committee woman for Alachua County, we do encourage mail-in ballots at this time because the Democrats always beat us at the mail-in ballot game. And they use it to then file a lawsuit after 7 o'clock on August 20th, which is the final election day, to say, oh, well, we've still got ballots being mailed in, and every vote must count. And they always win when they go to courts on that argument, because judges are going to say, well, it's not the fault of the voter that the supervisors of election can't get their stuff together, uh, that, that every vote must count. Uh, geographically, House District 22 is a central and southwestern portion of Alachua County, so it does still include the University of Florida. That's uh, it, why I say this is a diverse district. We have all of Newberry, Archer, and then uh, we go into all of Gilchrist County and all of Levy County. So we need to balance the interests of the University of Florida, recruiting uh, top Uh, students and researchers, and also the agriculture and rural interests in Levy and Gilchrist County, and then the coast. We've got Cedar Key, we've got Yankeetown and Inglis, and those are uh, some of the people who are are going to be dealing with, uh, you know, God please no, not this summer, any any more destructive hurricanes and uh, the regulations, the insurance costs going up. So we've got some big issues, and I'm a professional advocate. That is my training. I moved to Alachua County in 2008 with my young family to attend law school, and I've been practicing for a decade now, and uh, I'm a professional listener and a professional advocate. I fight for my people and what they need, and I, I can represent diverse interests from the University of Florida to the farmers in Levy County to the the clamors in Cedar Key. 
And as you know, the University of Florida, I'm going to try to even narrow it down a little bit more down to street here in a moment so we can get a picture in our mind if you have that in your head. Um, IFAS goes all over the state. Uh, the Institute of Food and Agricultural Science is tremendously important in the rural communities. So one of the, originally when I came here, you couldn't get you couldn't get any higher in the academic bureaucracy of the university if you did not come from the agricultural side of the state. Mm-hmm. The money was in agriculture in the state of Florida. And mm-hmm. uh, J. Wayne Wrights, uh, E.T. York, all came out of IFAS, rightfully so. E.T. York, no better statesman than that gentleman, whom I had the privilege to know and work with. Wonderful man. Um, and they were conservative. And somewhere along the way, um, we began to turn our back on our homegrown high school graduate. Ramey, it used to be, since these were land-grant universities, the city of Gainesville gave, the state of Florida gave the land to the university, and therefore everybody else doubles, triples up on carrying the load. Their thought was you'll get it back economically from the presence of the university in your community. Restaurants that have more business, all that kind of jazz. Well, somewhere along the the way, we turned our back on our high school graduate who came out with a gentleman's seat, who came to the university, totally immersed in the university life, graduated with a gentleman's seat, went out into the alumni world of the state of Florida, worked, and gave back to the university. Mm-hmm. We don't do that now. We want to come, we want to, heaven forbid, compete with Harvard. Who gives a damn about Harvard? You know? So we've got to keep that in mind. I give that out to you. To, and, you know, you've got at the University of Florida the most liberal law school, as you know, <laughs> in the nation. Wow. I'm crying out loud. Uh, one time I went looking for a conservative law professor. There's one at the time. I know his name. Won't say it. Uh, the rest were all liberal. It was a factory. Mm-hmm. So how shall I say this? I'm not managing your campaign or anything like that. But if I were doing what you're doing, I'd remind those people in Gilchrist and Levy County, you want to protect yourself in this bunch. Yeah. You know, because they'll come. They're coming. They'll come. Now, I think Newberry understands. Right. But where are we? Now, with Springs County, we went to 43rd. You follow me? 43rd. Okay. Uh, No, please uh, explain more. The, the farthest east, okay. Springs County would have gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, 43. Okay. Okay. And there's some discussion about going to 34th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a line? I know there is. You may not have it in mind. How far east District 22 goes? Well, with. Okay. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, it's a kind it, of dress rehearsal. I would it, kind of know. 
I have a map and I and I look at it all the time because you know talk I don't want to say it's gerrymandering but it, you know the the term gerrymandering um it, I, actually, it actually is Gary G E Yeah okay yeah. yeah you know everybody says Jerry but it's actually Gary, Gary I know Mandarin. the guy I okay. know the gentleman whose grandfather it was named after like a salamander because it the yeah. lines are all twisty and curvy right. Um, the uppermost boundary, the northern boundary, is 53rd. Okay. Um, and then it, it butts into to east side a little bit. There There is a, a part that goes into east side of Gainesville. So I, I don't think that I could say that it's a clear um, 13th or 34th street because you've got to look at the the, um, exactly. the and that. Well, I'm just saying that we discussed that. When we speculated on ever being in Springs County, um, what would that be? It's clear. What my point is, there's a clear ideological difference. I think they thought of people living on the western side of the county and people living on the eastern side of the county. I think unless you get out to Hawthorne and that might be different, but there's nothing between here and there anyway. So. I know that people in Hawthorne um, can sometimes feel snubbed when we talk about Springs County because they feel left out. They would like to be included within uh, the the ideological consensus of the uh, Springs County movement. Of however, geographically, they wouldn't be included. No, they would not be. Um, they were betrayed by Hutchinson and Cornell uh, on Plum Creek. I told them they were going to get betrayed. They didn't believe me, but I said, listen, don't trust them. Don't trust them. Nine thirty, bottom of the hour, Lamy. We got a break for the weather. Hang around. We're not even begun to talk about stories. We just told a couple. Got a lot more. The purpose of these conversations is for you to get to know these candidates and uh, in depth because they get quite a little bit of time to talk to you. We'll be right back on the Word Scott file. Stay tuned. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 
1-800-227-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Word Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward's Weather. Brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron Fossil Fuel. Nothing better. Wendell Lewis is a great supporter in this community of this show. Support Wendell Lewis and the Chevron stations. Brings you Ward's weather. We looked out the window today at the compound. I'll be darned it wasn't raining. So we've got a little rain here, but it's not going to be heavy. Uh, we're going to be up in the low 70s for our temperature today. Maybe a little higher, which is quite a warm-up from what we've had. We actually had some fires and fireplaces here the last couple of days. Um, but there's probably more rain coming as we are sort of winding down out of the month of January. Uh, we've got snow all over the country. There were 23 skiers lost and snowboarders rescued, lost and rescued in Vermont. Um, so it's been kind of, you've watched these games, snow coming down. Uh, we've had deluges of rain underway across the south. But that's just life in the big city, so to speak. Um, I always like it when it says 70 degrees, but feels like 75. I don't know what they're talking about. You know, I take what it actually is. So it's about 70 right now, outside where we are right now. Well, we're talking with Ramey Eagle Glenn. We are maybe going to be able to show you uh, a PDF map. We're working on it, but if we can't, we've got plenty to talk about. One of the questions that's come in, I think it's kind of funny, Randy. All we ever hear about, and I'm exaggerating, how about the roads in Lodgeville How about the roads? One of the things that people don't understand, the road down which you're riding, let's just take City of Gainesville, maybe a city road, Maybe a state road, maybe a county road, maybe a federal highway. People don't read the signs. Sure. And so, generally speaking, yes, the county roads are never addressed in a logical county. And the state roads can be monkeyed with, if you will, by the city. And give me an example. Two-laning Main Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or ambiance, right? Right. 
The DOT went nuts over that. They were ringing my phone off the hook saying, board, you got to get this on the show. Because if they do that, they're going to take over the maintenance mm. Main Street. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not going to maintain Main Street, the state of Florida, as a two-lane road. Sure. So there are things that do happen. Yes. And uh, But it's not as simple, perhaps, as some people think. Mm-hmm. So these issues are very complicated. Besides the roads, what else do you know of since you're straddling three counties that are complicated issues? Mm-hmm. When I go to people's doors, um, generally it's a, a feeling, a discussion about we're in trouble, uh, the Biden administration, you know, what's happening to our country. And I think a common theme uh, that manifests from the woke agenda is what's happening with our children's education. And they don't like the sexualization of children that's been happening in public education. People are very appreciative of Ron DeSantis's school voucher program that he signed into law. Uh, s- school redistricting. I hear that especially in Alachua County. I don't think it's a problem in Levy and Gilchrist. Perhaps what Levy and Gilchrist could want or use are more schools uh, because they are more geographically um, spread out and that would be an issue for them. However, in Alachua County, uh, people are upset with redistricting practices that are motivated by these diversity, equity, and inclusion ideologies that are held by um, many of the board members where they don't care if there is a high-performing A school in a certain area of the county. Uh, they will say, we have a an empty school over here on the other side of the county, so all of these students now need to be redistricted to go to this school, which may be a C, D, or F school. And it's really, um, I think that the idea is that students are going to bring each other up. High-performing students will bring up the lower-performing students. But what I see it is a dumbing down to the lowest common denominator. That's what's happening with public education. So school vouchers are very popular. I like to recommend different private schools in the area if a parent at the at the front door is talking to me about the the rezoning and the school redistricting and I say well thank goodness for the voucher program so let's see more of that uh the public education should not be indoctrination I think that's a very good one very good one that should go over in all counties and all the counties because you said it very well the sexualization of children at the expense of meritocracy mm-hmm. academic. Well, that's a, that, that, that is a that will really bring the mother mm-hmm. you know, out of the house to a meeting. Yes. I don't know of anything more disturbing because ultimately it was pointed out, I think you know this probably legally back me up, the state does own us all. It loans us our freedom as long as we don't violate some policy they can use to take it away from us. 
They loan us the children. We're in custody of the children. And as you know, the state can take those children away. Right. And some, you know, as a teacher, Ramey, what I see lost all the time are teaching moments. I see bombastic, pound your chest, particularly with Biden. Absolutely. If he, if I behaved in the classroom the way that guy does in the Oval Office when he makes a speech, they should fire me. I know. They should fire me. I mean, come on. No. What a teaching opportunity as the president of the United States or as the governor. And back to DeSantis, he has done a marvelous job of using those moments to teach. He explains when he gets up there. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the biggest thing when I was on the campaign trail for myself that people responded to. Um, the one year in the, in the primary, um, I was so naive. Here's what happened then, Ramey. My friends came to me and said, oh, God, you ought to run against Barley. <laughs> we need something against Barley. So dumb me. And then my friends say, everybody knew. Nobody knew me. You know, nobody knew me. Stand outside of Walmart and say, hey, here I am. Ain't nobody knows you. Then I found out how left of left the Democrat Party was. Yes. I had people in the Democrat Party come up to me and say, Warden, you're the best candidate. We just can't vote for you. Yep. We, yep. we just can't vote for you, but you're the best candidate. I know. Then I see that Democrat Party is really left of left. So I go to the Republican Party, and I run against Rodney Long the year Obama's running for president. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got the greatest number, I think I still hold it, greatest number of Republican votes of any Republican candidate in Elantrell County, because I'm in a county race. Mm-hmm. See, you're not purely in a county race. Correct. I'm a, I was in a pure county race. Sure. And I still lost because of... And Rodney turns around and quits in the middle of the. Uh, we think we know why, but you know he got out while he was good. <laughs> so, and Winston Bradley was appointed by the governor then. Okay. Good man, a good man, but uh, never, never a permanent county commissioner. Mm-hmm. He was on the board at Santa Fe. So, it is. Um, when the planets line up, take advantage of them. Yes. And I think you've got some planets lining up. You've got Trump. You've got DeSantis. Yes. Yeah. And you've got a good predecessor to shoot horn you in and introduce you and Clemens. Um, <laughs> you've got issues. So far, I've heard a couple that should resent. You know, it should really pop. Yes. And generally what we told ourselves, I learned, you need three solid ones that every time you ping them, people go crazy. Sure. And um, I don't know what the third one is, if it's there yet, but you can tell me if you know. Mm-hmm. You should know by now, I think. So economic prosperity and the reduction of um, red tape, redu- reduction of um, 
regulation. Number two, uh, balancing agriculture with uh, the, the new people who will be coming in and housing. And I think number three is going to be uh, election integrity and preparing for the 2024 election. We saw the the masters of the universe meet over at Davos, Switzerland a couple weeks ago, and they're, they're preparing for disease X. Well, is that predictive programming? Because we saw in 2019, uh, Johns Hopkins, and I think the World Health Organization was involved in that as well, where they had the, the tabletop exercise, they call it a tabletop exercise of the novel coronavirus virus pandemic and and that was in October of 2019 and then lo and behold we come into March and our country shut down because of a novel coronavirus so you know they they locked us down during a presidential election year once before I'm gonna say that they would definitely do it again um so people are uh they're scared we are really at a turning point in this nation. And the city of Gainesville, Alachua County, is a microcosm of what is happening in D.C. and all of these major cities because the electeds there in our local community like to parrot the white papers that come from Washington, D.C. and the Biden and Obama administration. So we do have a threat right here in House District 22. Uh, we have the blue dot of North Central Florida, and we saw what they did to us. Um, I was told by county and city officials that I was a non-essential worker, and I just had to close up shop and come home and accept the government checks. That was probably um, one of the uh, maybe darkest days of my life coming home and thinking I can't go to work tomorrow because some local um, elected official told me that I'm not allowed to. That didn't sit very well with me. And there is actually a bill being presented uh, to the, the legislative session. It was filed by Senator Jonathan Martin that would uh, preempt a local municipality from declaring a um public health emergency that would require forced vaccination without a vote of the legislature. So it would be a check on, um, you know, the city of Gainesville and places like Palm Beach County from being able to just act like a little mini World Health Organization here locally. And I think that that's important. I think so, too. I, I think that election interference and this is a form of election interference, I think. Um, how about law and order? Does that resonate? And I think crime, from what I hear from Bobby Schultz, with these fentanyl drugs in the border, um, really affects the rural community. I don't know for sure if it does your district, because I'm not out there with the data, but it does mentally. Um, I was shown... I haven't done this story yet. I, I can't. I just, you know, this would be an attorney, but about a year ago, I was, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I was uh, contacted 
by federal agencies here in this community who listened to this show and said, Ward, we need to brief you on what's going on in human trafficking in this area. And we want you to come to our offices. And I did. I did in a way that, you know, nobody really knew where I was going. And uh, because this was really something they don't talk about. And they said, I'll never forget this. They said, you've got more freedom than we do. We can't talk about these things for all sorts of protections. Sure. But he can. Yeah. And they show me websites. It's amazing what is, listen, in this community, the gangs, the drugs, the prostitution, the runaways, whatever you want to call them, human trafficking, is all available on the websites. And the websites, they showed them to me, send signals that mean something. The tattoos mean something. Oh, boy. The way in which a hand is held means something. You follow? Yeah, and see... Communicate. People think that that's conspiracy theory to talk about, but there were agents showing you that this is actually real. Oh, they told, they, they told me the whole thing. They, 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 they know all the codes. They know exactly what it means. They know who the people are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But try stopping it. Because they keep moving through her like water rushing through a broken dam. Mm-hmm. Sure. And right here in the city of Gainesville is a welcoming city. Oh, my God. It's heaven. Sure. So now there, there's a law where the the county or the city can't actually fund the welcoming city program, but they collude. They have these very cozy deals with local nonprofits. And so, yes, Gainesville City and county officials will probably say, yes, we are a welcoming city. Please come here. And it's very nefarious. Um, but they shield themselves with, you know, kindness and altruism we're just trying to help uh people who've come here who don't have their ids anymore and we vet them how do you vet them if they don't have an id if they don't have anything they can tell you anything it's like these well-meaning um liberals they're being duped and they're putting us in danger by doing so so yes uh we do have an invasion happening at our border, and we do have a a city in House District 22 that's saying, here, come here, we'll take care of you. You know, uh, the codes and the, and the actual website addresses, which I've deliberately, I should have remembered them. I'm actually cautious about going to them sure. because then I think they'll think perhaps that I'm using them. Right. But on the other hand, I got them from the feds who gave them to me. I guess that would be my ultimate defense. Oh, maybe they'd be setting you up then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. You show me these sites and yeah. you do the story on them. I haven't done a story on it yet. It's pretty dangerous. Right. It is. It is. Boring. And when you see the city commission, this gets me. Knowing what I know, I mean, see, the feds are frustrated. But knowing what I know, 
city commission and city cops telling you, oh, we'll buy back your guns. Are you kidding me? Nobody gives a damn about that. Mm-hmm. Buy back all the guns you want to buy back. You're not even close to identifying how complicated the problem is. Right. And that's the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. Because I know the story. I know the backstory. Sure. I know the details of the backstory. And yet these are public officials with all the ability they've got to go investigate. And law enforcement, our, our men and women in uniform, they're constrained locally by the ideology. And the well, look at the canine thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the canine deal, they cannot, in Gainesville, the city of Gainesville, use the canines without calling the chief first. So let me get this straight. The guy is driving down the road, 100 miles an hour, runs a red light, runs you off the road, Runs over, almost runs over a kid on a bicycle. You chase him, jumps out of the car, and runs. And he runs into a building and won't come out. Are you supposed to send a man in there? Oh, really? Oh, I'll send the dogs, but i got, I got to call the chief. And let's say it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Sure. I'm, on the, I'm on the board of Crime Stoppers. Okay. I can tell you, when you send a dog in, You are sending that dog into a very dangerous situation because what we're saying is I'm not sending a man in there because we don't know where the culprit is. And he's going to automatically have the drop on a man coming in looking for him. But he is not going to have the drop on the dog because the dog is much quicker, much lower, moving around and much more aggressive, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yep. Now, that's Alachua County, city of Gainesville. You said it well. You don't want it to bleed over into these other counties. That's right. That's right, because when I do go to speak with people in Levy and Gilchrist, they talk about Biden's woke agenda and how we're in trouble. So I say uh, Gainesville, Alachua County is a microcosm of what the Biden administration is doing. And uh, these local officials, they need to be constrained. I really appreciate Chuck Clemens uh, driving through the single member voting act. Basically, the bill that was signed by DeSantis that had to preempt the local officials. And then he went again and he uh, took away their social justice piggy bank by uh, removing the city control of GRU and now having a governor's appointed board take over management of that. We need, I think, more of that in our local community. Oh, the, the agricultural community here in Alachua County, they have to deal with a third level of environmental protection. Oh, yeah. EPA, there's the state, and then there's the... Alachua County EPA, essentially. And my gosh, um, it's like they don't want people to be small business owners. A lot of farmers are small business owners like me. And it's like they want everything to go to corporate control because corporations are easier to control, right? Well, here's what drives them. I was the chair of the Rural Concerns Advisory Committee to the Alachua County Commission for 10 years. So I went to all these meetings. And um, 
we went to one out at the golf course there on water. And you can see why they love these meetings, because every bureaucrat in town was at the meeting, got off, got to come to it and sit around and have a donut and this, that, one another. And I'm sitting there bored out of my two eyes, but I'm sitting next to one of my good buddies, Chris Bird, who is the chair of the Alachua County uh, Environmental Protection Agency. I like Chris. I've known him forever. And, um, but I disagree with him, and he, but we, we get along. And um, we're sitting there, and there's this discussion that comes up about whether or not it was a lefty who did it. Alachua County should raise its water, we'll say purity, probably quality. It wasn't pure. Water quality standards above where they are now. I'm sitting here listening to that, and I said, well, hold on here a minute. What are they now? See, they never mentioned that. They just wanted to raise them above what they were now. Well, they didn't know what they were now. So I said, well, really? Wouldn't it help to know what they are? Well, Rob Brinkman, who was the gadfly, Hanrahan and all, put at every meeting, said, no, we really need to be the best and the highest of anywhere around here. Chris Bird raises his hand and says, Ward is right. Not only do we already have the highest water quality standards, we can't meet them. Why would we raise one that would make it even more difficult to raise? These are the kind of conversations you get into with these bureaucrats. Yes. Exactly, in a nutshell. Well, why not, yeah, Ramey, whatever you want to leave us with, how do you get money, uh, how do you get a hold of you, all that good stuff. Yes, my website, www.ramey4florida.com, R-A-E-M-I, for Florida.com. And uh, I've had a long campaign, and we're in fundraising mode now. Uh, because of starting so early, I've covered a lot of ground, and good. my name ID is out there. Uh, we've got eight more months. Uh, I have taken this as a marathon, not a <laughs> It's the long game. Uh, I appreciate your support. Please check out my website. And I am your conservative fighter. I know what the woke agenda is. Okay, your screen froze on us. It's not that she's out of time. I think the screen froze. And uh, anybody who wants to be on the show, of course, is welcome. Um doesn't matter which side of the aisle uh, you're from. Uh, you may be on the show. Contact me and uh, be sure to uh, um, understand that, hey, you got you got the same amount of time. You can talk as much as you want. And you can advertise. We advertise on this show. You can make yourself known. It is a long race, and people forget things. Ramey, you went blank on us for a moment, uh, but we're pretty well wrapped up anyway. So thanks for coming on. And – Stay tuned for more, hopefully, entertainment and informative shows on the Ward Scott Files. Wednesday is our Ted Yoho Day. We call it Wonderful Wednesday. Have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.